Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I just knew that I wanted to become a parent one day. And uh, the older I got, the further away I came from finding my Mrs. Wright. And um, I thought, right, it's time to take the bull by the horns and go down this path on my own. Welcome to Some Families, the LGBTQ plus parenting podcast that supports and celebrates everything about queer parenting. We're here to help, inform, educate, well, not too much educating. I am here with the wonderful, delightful Lottie Jeffs as well. Hello. And I am Stu Oakley. We are again this week dialing in to one another. How are you doing from the other side of the country, Lottie? <laughs> I'm doing it all right, actually. Um, I'm doing a lot better than last week. We've adjusted to our new normal and we are embracing it and feeling good. And if you're listening to this when we are out of the new normal and we're back to the old normal, thank <laughs> God. So also just want to say we've had such an amazing response from people out there, not just from the queer community, who have been listening to our podcast to learn more about queer parenting or just to have their own queer parenting journey reflected back at them, but also from the straight community who are really finding something quite special within our podcast. And I've had a few people say to me that it's actually answering questions that they were always afraid to ask about their own children and the children that they go to school with and families they interact with. And we say welcome to you guys and and thank you so much for listening and giving us your support and being part of our community. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone's welcome. And it's really great to know that it's resonating for straight as well as gay people. Um, So as she said, welcome everybody. Um, Now this week we are going to be talking, well actually Stu um, had the honour of talking to a woman called Holly Ryan who is a lesbian single mum by choice um, to two little kids. One is called Johan who's five and one is Silke and she is just 11 months old and she lives in Brighton. Now Holly was raised by her father as we'll discover through listening to Stu's interview with her, so a single dad and that we guess gave her the confidence to go it alone herself and choose to have a baby with an anonymous sperm donor. So Stu, you got to talk to Holly and we're going to listen to it now. Welcome Thank to you. Some Families. This is our podcast. It's here to celebrate all types of different families and your family is you, one mum and your kids. You've gone it alone. So tell us, tell us how you even got to that point of 
wanting to have a child on your own? It's quite a long-winded tale, but I'll do an abridged version. Um, I was brought up in sleepy town in North Devon by uh, my dad, essentially. My mum left home when I was young, and I was the only child in the school, from what I can gather, that was brought up by uh, a dad. And I don't know, for me, I... I had a very colourful, adventurous and loving childhood. As I went through the ages, I hit an age whereby I always just knew very noisily in my head that I wanted to become a parent one day. And uh, the older I got, uh, the further away I came from finding my Mrs. Wright. And um, I thought, right, it's time to take the bull by the horns and go down this path on my own. Was there a particular moment in time, do you remember? Was there like a turning point for you that was like, this is it, I'm going to do it on my own now? Um, I think I think I always knew in my gut that motherhood was my biggest ambition. But it was after I lost both my parents um, that I thought time really doesn't wait for anyone. I've got it in me to love something ferociously and... You know, I'm an established businesswoman now. Uh, I don't have any debt. I have time on my side. I've ticked off a lot of things on my to-do list. And I just felt that I had the space emotionally and physically and financially to, to go forth. I worked for my previous boss for 12 years. And I told him, even though it's, you know, in the nice possible way, none of his business, I was trying to get knocked up. And the moment I fell pregnant, and it took, I think, a year and a half with Johan, he just started excluding me from meetings and suddenly my opinion wasn't listened to. And then uh, when I had to negotiate the maternity package, he was very dismissive and just said, well, we're giving you statutory. And conveniently for me, one of our biggest clients got in contact with me socially to say, how's it going? I want to personally finance you to set up on your own. It's your baby. Uh, you can call it whatever you like. You can do whatever you like. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting money on the table for you to go forth and do it. I think, as a parent, you learn to get out of your own way, and that's certainly true in my case. As I think it's, it's actually quite relaxing just to put yourself secondary. And the business now is essentially, it's my third baby, and it's a baby that never sleeps. But it is a baby that pays for my other babies, so it's yeah, it's been. Yeah, and you and you own that as well. Like you're, it's. I'm watching you're it make, grow. Yeah, now. you're making yeah. you're making your own path, and like how exciting to be able to to be paving that journey ahead. Yeah, well, I think when I set up in crowds, Johan was four months old, so it really feels like I've been watching. Like yeah. in a way, Silka feels like third child. That sounds ridiculous, but. And it shows you can do it. And it shows for people out there as well that, you know, there's always a way. Of if course. you've got the determination, yeah. if you've got the smarts, if you've got that, that the, the want to do it, you can make things work for you and you, can, and you can really be successful as a parent and as a businesswoman. I think as a parent, you have to find another gear every single day. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, you have to be prepared to work bloody hard. And... I, you know, I, I felt that, you know, being 36 years of age and having lost both my parents, you know, to cancer, that I was prepared for anything. And I still felt slightly underdressed for parenthood. 
and you know you are you're learning on your feet and you're just doing the best you can every day is so richly rewarding that you know you don't care that you've got yesterday's makeup on your face and you're wiping it off eventually with baby wipes you know all, all of that stuff doesn't matter if your nails aren't perfectly yeah. painted it just goes out the window and all you care about is that your kids are you know tucked up in bed at night sleeping soundly and, and you feel and happy like you're and, yeah. doing an okay yeah. job yeah so for you it must just feel like that is your reality right yeah 100% I mean I don't I formulated my family based on a ambition that's always been growling in the background so going ahead and having Johan and Silke on my own is that is my norm that is that is my family and I don't know any different I haven't had a reference point of anything else either as a child or as, as a grown-up so of course because yeah. you've always you know you've always had that and that yeah. for you is is your normal yeah and you decided to go down the donor conception route. Yes. And that was that always your choice or was there other kind of avenues you looked at? Yeah, I must admit, I did scratch and sniff uh, around the area of trying with someone that I, that I knew because I felt for my kids' sake that, that would be something which would be a lot more circular and easier to sort of explain um, and also for them to have a physical reference point in terms yeah. of their DNA. But... Yeah, for for one reason or another, that that path didn't work, and so I initially it was reluctantly went down looking for a donor, and yeah, it's not a decision I regret. No, and you went abroad. You Indeed. flew away like from the Isles. Yeah. yeah, what made that decision? Or did I mean, did you look at UK-based donors first and clinics, or you were like, I want to be a bit exotic and head off somewhere? Yeah, I just I for me I had a very close bond with Denmark. I went there when I was 18 and it was literally love at first sight. Um, it was every, everything about that country had a lasting impression on me. It was the people, it was the culture, it was the scenery, it was their sort of modus operandi in terms of life and my best friend who lives there. And it seemed to be approaching people like me having families on their own in a much more relaxed fashion. So I, I decided to, yeah, cement my ambitions with parenthood with Denmark. So you, 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 you went out to Denmark, you, you, you found the clinic and you found the donor. I mean, how did you find that whole process in general? I found it really bloody daunting, um, not going to the clinic in Denmark because they were just luminous and fantastic in every regard. It was more to do with matchmaking my DNA with someone I'd never met before. Um, and, you know, it's, I guess it's a very elaborate Tinder. Yes. Um, but... It's interesting because some people say, well, you know, you've just procreated with someone you've never met. And yet when I go through the details that I know about my donor, I know more about my donor than some people know about their husbands. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well... <laughs> it's like you've gone through minutiae detail and, and yeah. you've chosen that person specifically for those reasons. Yeah, I mean, I don't so, think it's any different from the reasons that you've chosen your partner. Or, no. You know, how I've chosen previous partners. Like you have to just base, yeah. base it all on what feels right instinctively yes, what's and, there and you know if there is a feeling of yes then then embrace it and go for it in terms of how you've approached it 
being a single parent and going into that, do you feel maybe, a, do you think you have a, a, a bigger connection to your donor because it's you on your own, whereas some people who have their relationships maybe don't have a stronger connection to the donor? Or do you not feel that you do have that connection? Not at all. I mean, to be honest, I'm so busy just loving my kids and yeah. picking up Cocoa Pops from the floor that I don't have time to think about yeah. the, the other person's hand which to create them. I yeah. do, in my head, I, I, I sort of, in some regard, give him a salute um, when I'm having, you know, these euphoric moments of yeah. seeing how beautiful and amazing my children are. I think hats off to you, whoever you are. But I don't, he, he doesn't come into my sort of consciousness day to day or anything. So tell me about being uh, a parent on your own, because as I, I'm, I have three, but I have with my, with my partner and it is, it's incredibly stressful. I mean, how do you find it just day to day? Do you have the support? Um, I, I would say that my day to day operates in organised chaos. There's not one minute of the day that isn't utilised and um, it's, it's silly, it's stressful, it's uh, noisy, it's messy, um, but I love it. Literally, I, I, I think the word content looks underdressed for how I feel. I mean, yes, I'm bloody tired, but I'm also, my heart is consistently full to the extent I'm more exhausted from being happy than I am anything else. Oh God, that's so beautiful. I love that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You live in Brighton as well. Yeah, I've given in yeah. to its charms. Yeah. How long have you been down there? Uh, it's been just over a year. Okay, so. so fairly new then, yeah. still, and how are you finding it and the community? and Well, being a single gay mum in Brighton, I mean, I'm like, there's ten a penny of me. So, uh, yeah, it's, even in Johan's class, there's two other gay mums. So in terms of a postcode, it couldn't be any more rainbow flag waving. It's Yeah. And so, I don't know, I, I feel like it makes a lot of sense that I'm nuzzled into that part of the world because... The schools are incredible. Neighbours wish you good morning. 
and it feels very it feels like I'm part of a sort of cult if, <laughs> if you like um, but one that's you know strangers are friendly and everyone mm-hmm. feels even my like my neighbours know of my setup and sometimes my next door neighbour will say oh, look can I help you with the pram getting it down the steps or look if you'd like me to go and pick up Johan after school then so you can have that extra 20 minutes with Silka or whatever yeah. it is it's, yeah that's brilliant, and that's what's so nice about that community down there, and having that. And I suppose is is so important for any parent to to have that, really. Yeah, just a sort of knowing yeah. nod from another yeah. human being, especially so from parents. I feel the knowing nod between parents is a lot stronger. But yeah, it's great. Is there anything you wish you you knew now that you'd known at the beginning of your journey? Um, I wish that I had known how difficult it is to get your kids to eat what you'd like them to eat. I <laughs> And I wish that someone had said to me, your laundry basket will just be this feral beast that yep. you constantly wrestle with. You um, miss one day and then that's it. <laughs> that's the it. house suddenly has just that's become it. a disaster zone. Absolutely. It's like you've just come back from holiday yeah. every day. Every single day. Basically. Like, oh, God. Yeah. And then once you start throwing the sheets and the towels and into the mix, you're on your journey throughout the whole process, have you met quite a lot? I suppose what I'm trying to, uh, you know, if somebody's listening and they're thinking about it and they're in a similar situation to what you were, is it, it's almost knowing that you're not alone in this mm-hmm. and that it's actually quite common for people just to go out, do it alone, and it's not as scary as you think it is. Like, Have you met people along the way that kind uh, of helped reinforce that friends. for you when you were on that journey? Uh, yeah, but it is largely... Ex- existing friends from my point of view um but I do think for me I I I, my feeling of support just generally comes from other parents it's not necessarily single parents because I think uh, the only difference is is that my parent friends who are in a couple often say to me I don't know how you do it but these are the same people that sometimes say to me but part of me is quite jealous (laughs) Because you know, some you know they're not having. I'm not having to negotiate with uh, the dynamic of fulfilling a relationship on top of ensuring that my kids are, are loved and fed and happy. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, there is definitely an enormous community out there, um, and I've, I've I've never felt lonely in, in my journey of parenthood. And also, I think having been brought up by a single dad. My day to day is is my norm in a way. Yeah, I feel there's potentially pressure for anyone in society to partner up and couple with people. Um, have you felt, particularly as a single parent, that that society or some people around you are trying to, you know, couple you up, or do you feel that that's? I think my that friends pressure? are probably just bored of me being. <laughs> consistently single um I mean don't get me wrong I have been on quite a few dates and I have uh had some wonderful relationships but uh I don't know whether I feel a a pressure I think certainly as as Johan's getting older and Silk is turning one next week I do feel that it's it's time to share them with someone else and I feel that for them just having someone else that they can bounce off of would be fantastic I think it's the highs that I want to share more so than than the lows and that's the thing that I think there's times when you know Silka at the moment has just started walking and it's like 
just seeing that happening and clapping loudly by myself, I feel like she deserves more of an audience. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I don't, I certainly don't feel any, any pressure. Um, but I think from my point of view, in terms of a partner, I'd, I, there's nothing more lonely than being with the wrong person. And yes, 100%. So, I mean, it sounds like you've got it completely made. You've got like, you've got a wonderful outlook and I love it. Your energy just, even sitting here with you now, I can, you can feel your energy. It's, it's, it's infectious. So would you ever think about more children? So Silka's, you say, coming up to one now. Mm. So do you think in the future you would be open to having more and I would on your own or with someone or whatever? Yeah, 100%. I mean, my soccer mum car just about fits us in and there's only one adult and the boot is constantly rammed when we're doing weekends away. So I would need to think about logistics of bundling us all into a car. But I, yeah, I think if I was fortunate enough to meet someone that was crazy enough to want to spend the rest of their life with me, then I would totally embrace having another. I mean, my my body clock is uh, not ticking as quickly as it once was. Um, would you look at any other means? Or do you think now that you've been through just the move in with you? Yeah, things. just come, yeah. come and stay with yeah. us. We'll just Five be one big, yeah. big commune, just all together. Lots of fun. Just because you talk about yeah. the I mean, I feel, and... to be honest, I feel obesely lucky that I've had two beautiful children and I feel that I don't want to get too greedy in a yeah. way. Uh, you know, another addition to the family would be, you know, another layer of glitter, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm very lucky with my lot already so thank you holly for speaking to some families and hearing about your family and the fact that you are rocking it and i wish you all the, all the best i found it really interesting Stu, when you asked her about um, her relationship with the sperm donor given that she doesn't have a romantic partner um that she entered into this parenting and you know, with. and you know that I'm obsessed about sperm. You are as you well. any opportunity to, to ask my... someone about sperm, um, but you held back. I thought you did well, but um, I thought that was actually a really interesting question because it's true. If it is just you on your own and you have this donor, do you almost kind of think about them more, or do you imagine them somehow as part of your? set up in a way that you don't if you're two parents yeah which I don't think Holly did but when you were in a couple as you say you are focused on the two of you with that child so to then not have the other person I feel I I feel personally that I would focus a lot more potentially on on the yeah donor, you know but... the experience of just raising children is so visceral and in the moment you're just not really thinking about that at all anyway. No, I mean, I'm surprised she has a bloody moment. To I think, know. But... Well, I've had my, my sort of first experience of what it must be like to be a single parent um, last week and the week before of having my, my wife not feeling very well at all and me doing all of the childcare. And it's really, really hard. It's really it's... hard. And I've only got one yeah. kid and I was by the end of the day, pretty much like in tears. Um, it's hard. It's so hard, it's hard, but I found it really interesting when you were talking to Holly that she she never once kind of complained or said it was a struggle. I don't think the word struggle no. at any stage. So I thought that was really reassuring and inspiring. I think 
maybe we have a real um, idea of single parents being just quite exhausted and harassed and stressed mm -hmm. all the time and it was really nice to hear her be like no I chose this and I've got this well maybe there's something in that you live with it and you crack on and you do it and back to what we've talked about many times as a gay parent but maybe regardless of your sexuality as a single parent maybe you feel you have something to prove and actually you 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 don't want to be the one flying that flag to say I'm I'm drowning I don't well, know I guess in Holly's case as well it was such a conscious choice to do it on her own Whereas I guess a lot of single parents, mm. maybe they become single parents because the relationship's broken down and maybe they're dealing with a lot of resentment and anger about their ex-partner as well, which is just feeding into the whole experience feeling difficult. Whereas for Holly, True. she knew that that's what it was going to be like from the beginning. And it, it was a really positive, conscious, mindful choice. Ever since I've become a parent, I have a, a newfound respect for anybody who's a single parent my my mum was a single parent to me and my sisters and looking back at it now I'm like how how did you how did you do it at the time and you know and work and and look after us and and I think I think if you if you go into the journey without the baggage as you say of divorce or a, a relationship breakdown or whatever it may be then you must have a different mindset towards it totally yeah. on that note actually we did a little shout out and spoke to some of our some families community uh who are single parents and in particular just on that point lottie uh i spoke to uh joseph tito who is at the dad diaries.ca uh incredible instagram account i encourage you all to follow he was talking about that every decision that you make, you make it alone. And it, I just think that's a, actually could be, he was looking at it as a way of actually being an absolute positive because you haven't got anybody else that you have to either get into an argument with about schooling or how you parent your child. It's just you and you can decide whatever you want to do with that child. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, do you I think, think that, that must be really empowering actually to just not to have to negotiate anything I think must remove some real stress from parenting actually to just be like mm. no I think you should go to this school or I think you should have fish fingers for dinner or I think you should watch another episode of Peppa Pig I'm sure there are some times where it you'd really benefit from a second opinion but I'm sure that all single parents just have friends or family that they can just call and and get that second opinion I do wonder if single parents, and please do contact us and let us know, if you find it really frustrating how little or how few examples there are of single parents in the media and in children's books, and whether you find it... In a positive yeah, way as well. If, if you've seen good examples, for sure. But I would imagine that everything and like shopping for baby stuff and the assumptions people make is that you always have a partner so I can imagine that as a gay person you're having to um deal with the fact that people assume you're straight and then assume that you've got a husband um and that that must be quite frustrating so do you think having this heard Holly's story or if it's something you've ever thought about before do you think you could ever do it alone Lottie? I think my desire to have kids 
would have always um, come up for me. And I think that if I wasn't in a relationship, I would have done it on my own. Yeah, I really do. I think I wanted it. I wanted it that much that I would have done it on my own. Yeah. You? Yeah, I think I agree. I think it's a, it must be an incredibly daunting and hard thing to do on your own. But I think you're right. It's that feeling of wanting children is so great that you would just just go for it. And that's why it's so great speaking to people like Holly and, and hearing her story, because it can be done and people do do it and people do it very successfully. So Joseph, who you were talking about, who got in touch on um on social media he also said which I thought was really nice if this is something you want don't let anything stop you it's not easy mm. but having a baby whether you are alone or not is not easy and remember this too shall shall pass nothing lasts forever and no matter what you will get through this which I think is really nice advice absolutely and I think anybody who's going through the thought process of having a child and I think that applies to anybody anybody in any parenting situation they're in that there are moments that are really hard but you know particularly at this time but you will get through it and there will be an end point for you as well here's another thought about being a gay single parent is are your Mm. children less um conscious of your sexuality than if they Mm. had two mums or two dads do you think well I suppose it depends who you are as well really isn't it I mean I mean I mean, I jazz around the house to jazz hands around the house to breakfast all the time. So, you know, my kids can't escape it. But I I think that's a really interesting point, though, and that people must, it does break down that barrier in the sense of even even if it's at school and Holly's great in a in a great community where there are many LGBT uh, children of LGBT parents within the school. But she will she would she would escape that question of oh why does silka have two mummies it would just be silka has a mummy exactly and Mm. but then you could argue that why does silka not have a daddy would be a question that would potentially come up yeah i guess it's like what trumps what being gay or being a single mum um so Stu, this this week has been crazy obviously with um being in lockdown how have you how have you guys been coping and how have you been like managing um the emotional load between you and your husband and looking after the kids at home wine (laughs) and gin don't forget the gin but it's it's hard it puts I think it puts a strain not just on the relationship with the children but your whole relationship under strain because and it's something and John and I have practice in this because when we adopted our first two children, we had to go into self-isolation for a period of about six, seven weeks where we couldn't see anyone. We, we, we weren't allowed to meet anybody else. So it had to be just us and, and, and many adoptive couples would have gone through this so that we build that bonding attachment to the children. So, we have a slight experience in this and then I had time off work and John had time off work when we first got them as shared parental leave and at the end of that parental leave it was getting really tough I was frustrated because I wanted to get back to work I love work so 
for us at the moment in this new normal, it has been challenging again, but it's not something that we're not, it's, it, it's not alien to right. us. I think what is alien to us is the fact that we can't go out to soft play or we can't go out to the swimming pool or we can't even feel comfortable walking around the park. And I think that's what is the really tricky thing, I guess, for families at the moment. There's only so many arts and crafts and fun schooly things you can do within the house before you actually almost start to feel that you're letting your children down a bit. I, I is how I felt a few times as well because right. we've got no choice exactly I mean we're all in it together that's really interesting I didn't know that that you had to have what was it six weeks where you were just with them yeah there's I don't think there's any set amount of time but it is we spent about six to seven weeks where we didn't see my mum we didn't see John's parents to give us so that the children weren't confused of oh we've just been taken out of our foster home and who's this person and who's this person and it just allowed them to really get cemented that it's me it's dad and this is our union. Mm. And I saw something that somebody posted online, which I just thought was adorable, which was there's just more time for cuddles. Yeah. People are always rushing about in and out and here, there and everywhere. And actually, if it means that you've spent an extra 20 minutes cuddling, then fantastic. And we, yeah, we've been spending a lot of time on the sofa, I've got to admit. God, our kids are lucky, aren't they? Oh, they are. <laughs> All right, Stu, well, we better go. But um, it was really nice talking to you. Go. And thank you to Holly for talking to us about being a single lesbian mum. And we will see you or you will hear us again next week. You will indeed. And please do follow us. We are at Some Families Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on the Book of Face if that is your chosen method of choice as well. Or send us an email. We are at Some Families at storyhunter.co.uk Take care, Stu. You too, Lottie. Bye. Stay safe. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.